0: I like Pulaski, I think she's underappreciated. I mean, yeah, the, the, the simple read is she's racist against androids, whatever that might mean. And then goes through an arc, but one of the few characters who goes through a real proper arc and a real explicit arc on Next Generation where she learns. Um, I, I think she's one of the best things about season two of Next Generation. Uh, but also I, I think uh, I think Kate Mulgrew brought, not Kate Mulgrew, it's just um,
1: uh, Diana Moldauer? Diana Moldauer,
0: yes, of course. Diana Moldauer uh, brought a real sensitivity to the role. And yeah, she was hard edged externally in some of the way that, that McCoy was, but there was uh, the sensitivity under it. Like when she, she shares the tea ceremony with Worth, for example, um, there, there was, there, there's a lot of Dr. Tiana, uh, or a lot of Doctor Pulaski and Doctor Tiana on um, on lower decks. In that there there's the rough exterior, but then there's the real romantic under it.
1: Definitely, yeah. I uh, I I think when I first got into Trek, uh, and this would have been when TNG was like coming on like Saturdays or Fridays or whatever the case may be. Um, I think I actually started with season two, if I can recall. So she was pro- like, she was my first inner, you know, uh, TNG doctor. And then, um you know, Crusher came on and I was like, okay, that's you know, a little bit different. And I guess they're trying to do the Picard relationship. So I can sort of see that. um And it wasn't until later, you know, when you could go back like Netflix and stuff like that, Wikipedia, the internet. And I'm like, all right, let me go back and watch season one. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is different like crush okay so crusher was here before like um but yeah i definitely i liked her she had a history in trek uh, i wish she could have been you know brought back in some capacity it would have been cool to see her at least for like you know maybe like a one episode type deal yeah. um let me ask you this if you could be any position in starfleet what would it be I'd be in the sciences
0: division i think Maybe an engineer, but probably sciences. That, that's that's where my heart's always been. Gotcha. I, I, I studied physics in college. I, I'm a math teacher now. I, I'm into the acquiring and sharing knowledge
1: thing. Hey, that's very righteous. Who, or excuse me, what is your least liked alien race in Trek?
0: Hmm. We need to think for a second about that one. And We talked about the Kazon earlier and that they were never really developed well. So in that sense, I'm not a big fan of the Kazon just because there was never enough to them to really get into. Um, In terms of who would I least like to spend time with? Sure. uh, Probably, I'm going to say the Mail-On.
1: Because mm.
0: Malon, unlike... The, the uh, junk
1: haulers, know, right?
0: Yeah. They they are... They're written very similarly to the Vidians in that they're doing something bad for the sake of preserving their society. But th- with the Vidians, there's this romanticism to them. Uh, if, you, if you watch the first couple of episodes with the Vidians, there, there's this layer to them where they are they know how what they're doing is horrible they don't make excuses for it uh, but with the mail on there isn't that there. there there's one episode where um, we, we hear about the um, a mail-on controller being a sculptor or something like that or a, a poet an artist back home but it's I think it's in that same episode where we see that the Malon, Malon society depends on this huge underclass of people who are treated as basically disposable labor. And so the Malon are even more than the Ferengi. Uh, they are the industrial 20th, 21st century capitalists who are destroying the planet without without regard for anything but their own wealth. And the people who could, at every turn, decide to do differently, but choose not to. So yeah, I don't, well. I don't think I would enjoy being anywhere near that society any more than I being.
1: Right, and don't they don't they also have ships with the little like toxic Avengers on the lower decks, like the little? Yeah, yeah, yeah does seem too it, fun.
0: Is it called Juggernaut? The episode. Um, yeah, where, where the, there are these people working below decks in absolutely horrible conditions, and the, the controller dismisses it by saying, well, they get paid a huge bonus, but they are literally forgotten and pushed into the shadows and dehumanized by the work that they're doing.
1: Definitely a lesson to get from that. Um, do you have a least favorite Trek show?
0: I actually don't groove to Discovery so much. No one has any fun on Discovery either. The, the, the parts of Discovery that people remember best are those few moments where it seems like they're having fun. I and
1: can see that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I like the arcs on Discovery. Um, I like the idea that they have on Discovery that they're going to reflect on what it means to do all these things about the Federation, what it means to be a surgically altered Klingon or whatever. But everyone is miserable all the time, and it just gets oppressive.
1: Understood. Um, what is your least favorite captain on Star Trek? Now, this does not have to be Federation captain. This can be captain anyone that captains the ship on the show, or one of the related properties? Um,
0: hmm. Well, Dargo was not exactly the best specimen, was he? Um, but he died, like, 20 minutes into the episode. Uh, but not Dargo, Dargo. Dargo is a different series. Um,
1: I'll be honest with you. I don't even know who you're talking about. So I'm going to have to go Google. He's a guy in
0: in Final Mission who he's supposed to shuttle Picard and Wesley to some place.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't maintain his ship correctly and they crash. He won't listen to Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, that was a flippant answer just to sort of buy time all I thought about it. Um, Probably one of the Fernei Daemons.
1: The uh, would it be the one that has the uh grudge against Picard?
0: Well, Bolk was never much of a character. I'm, I'm thinking of the one in Menage of Troy. I need to. Uh, oh,
1: need one the, one the one that uh, kidnapped. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Tog.
1: Which because- I didn't even I didn't even put it together uh, when I was younger. But it's like, bro, you just kidnapped a mom and daughter? Like, what are you, what's going on here?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no time for slavers.
1: Right. And, I mean, obviously, the implication being, you know, Umoks and all that. But it's just like, yeah, like the 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 Ferengi definitely, I think at that point is when they were just trying to, like, be as negative as they could to try to make people, like, care about the Ferengi. um. Uh-huh. But you know, D Space Nine took care of it, so they didn't have to worry about it too much longer. Do you have yeah. a least least favorite episode of Star Trek?
0: Least favorite episode?
1: Um, probably.
0: I think we're going back to the Paradise Syndrome again.
1: And that would be because the Wesley this, crushing the flowers.
0: No, the, the uh, Paradise Syndrome is the one with the sort of pseudo Native Americans on the. Oh planet. yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay. Earth
0: loses memory. Firstly, just because it hits so many racist tropes. Secondly, because the plot doesn't make a huge amount of sense anyway, because the the preservers obelisk thing. Should have zapped the asteroid a long time ago, and literally, Spock says it's easier to move the asteroid at the beginning of the episode, and they don't do anything about it. There's parts of the episode I like. I like how, in the absence of Kirk's moderating presence, we see Spock nearly burn himself out and nearly burn the ship out, actually, um, because he becomes so fixated on solving the problem. And I, th- I think that thread is good, but everything that happens on the planet is, is just it, it doesn't hold up.
1: Fair enough. Do you have a least favorite character in Trek?
0: Least favorite character? Uh, I don't know if I can give a really good answer to this. Right? There's, there's throwaway characters who I thought were kind of silly but those are only around for a couple of episodes. Um people who recur who there
1: really isn't there really isn't a um and I don't I'm using this in the colloquial sense because I don't actually watch Star Wars, but there really isn't like a Jar Jar Binks esque like no, the whole no, fandom yeah. sort of hates this character. Yeah.
0: Um yeah they, they they they're good at casting and one of the things that I think uh, Star Trek generally does well Voyager didn't do as well but is, is they let the actors have input on what on what the characters do and, and so there's a bit more life to them um, I, I, guess, I I guess I never liked Admiral Nechayev so much
1: yeah Yeah yeah,
0: yeah pretty deep to get there so
1: she was in that long line of uh bad admirals
0: well she was she was never outright evil like you know she was never trying to steal anyone's planet or anything exactly but she was the one who appeared in a lot of the mckee episodes to be the bad guy and set up the tension between the moral conflict of the federation versus these people who are trying to be free and so she had her her dramatic role was that she was supposed to be disliked in order for the, the, the moral end of the plot to be
1: compelling. Right. Um, I, like I would say, what, what was the uh, I can't think of his name, the admiral that tried to set up the Bajorans.
0: Try to set up for the Jorans?
1: Yeah, the uh the, when Rowe, uh Rowe first shows up on the oh, ship. Oh
0: right, yes. Um, I do not remember.
1: Yeah, I don't remember his name any either. But yeah, he he would be a, probably probably someone I would throw in that category. But yeah, you're right. Even the bad characters, because I want to say Kai Kywin, but at the same time as a character, I mean she's awesome. Like yeah. you know you just you hate and her.
0: Elise Fletcher did an amazing job with that character, and. and- there's so much consistency from season one to season season seven, even though the show seems to forget what happened seasons one and two a lot of the time. The character in who she partners with and who she's attracted to, in the cynical way she uses power, is is someone who just doesn't just follow along the narrative that gets deeper as the show goes i think yeah it's a really interesting bad guy to watch
1: yeah yes 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 indeed indeed man i don't know like honestly i just really want to go watch deep space nine right now um if you could be yeah, right if you could be any race alien race uh in star trek what would you be that's including just human if that's what you know you'd want to be yeah
0: hmm there's a lot of possibilities here I think I would be good at being a Q I know that that's an awfully big statement there you know but um I don't, I don't know I mean I think being free from the confines of the physical is something that I would definitely look forward to um yeah we're so, something along those lines, like not necessarily omnipotent, but oh, the traveler. That that I think that's an interesting answer. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I think having that different perspective on how the universe works and seeing with such clarity the interplay between the material world and the perception of it, that that is something I would like to experience firsthand.
1: Okay. I understand that. That would, um, and the, the thing about being the traveler that would be cool is that now we see from Picard season two, apparently they can go between universes. They can go through like, you know, forward and back in time, so, yeah, that you pretty much do whatever you wanted.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it did tie, tie off that thread of Gary Seven in the original series very neatly, I thought. Um, I, it kind of turns into the Doctor Who problem, where why is Earth the most interesting planet in the galaxy that everyone's always watching it all the time? You know, we've got Q watching it. We've got in there. We've got the uh, Gary Seven people. E- everyone wants to know what's going on on Earth. Um,
1: I think yeah, it would be. That, 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 uh, go ahead. Earth, I'm sorry.
0: Uh, that, that transcendence of you know of the idea of being stuck in the
1: now. Earth exceptionalism, man. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be hilarious as a trolley type thing if you find out the reason why Earth's so important is because of what happens in Discovery like season three or season four when they go to the future and like rebuild the Federation. And like that is like supposedly some like really galaxy changing event. I just think it would be funny because disco gets so much hate for them to just make them this super pivotal part of like everything
0: well that's another thing i think discovery is looking for i strange new worlds pretty much came out and said it
1: in its final episode
0: i get spoiler warning again but um in in the final episode of its first season where future pike outright tells present pike spock's so important that literally the whole galaxy hinges on him
1: are you a comics fan Never really
0: have been. I mean, i I, I read I read Green Lantern for a while, but I've never been a huge comics person no
1: in um in in Marvel specifically, they have these um beings that are called Nexus beings, and it's like pretty much the focal point of realities depend on them. I did sort of think it was a little bit cool that like because you know, the way Spoxman featured, he's pretty much the reason why we have an entry into the Kelvin verse um you know subsequently he's also the reason why uh the the movies go how they do as far as the kelvin verse movies because they hey let's talk to old spock and then he gives them advice and they do whatever um so i i did i, I like that little hat tip of like this dude's you know he's a big freaking deal in, in the universe apparently because when you look at trek media um yeah spock is usually a focal point if not the focal point of the plot of the movie
0: yeah yeah he, he is someone who evolved into that role it, literally it was viewers and with the network in the, in the 1960s saying give us more spock give us sexy spock give us shirtless spock give us action spock we want more spock but he evolved into being a more important character than kirk is he evolved into being the, the person who reunites the, the Vulcans and the Romulans and saves the universe multiple times. I wrote an essay. I was published in an online magazine called The Fabulist, where I argued that Spock's mind meld with the Horta in Devil in the Dark is the whole reason the utopian future of the Federation is possible because Spock's the one who makes the bridge with the species that can mine infinite amounts of minerals, and so you can have infinite wealth abundance without exploiting anyone's labor unfairly.
1: Wow. Yeah, I, hey man, you're gonna have to send me a link to that, or or, or where I can find it, because that I would actually like to read that. That sounds like very intriguing, and it seems like Star Trek as a as a franchise is sort of trying to. To back that up, at least in the fact of Spock, the thing Spock does or doesn't do is what's going to make this work, like at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it, he's the axis and discovery
1: in the mirror universe. He's the whole reason that changes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He. he he's the reason the, the, Terran Empire falls, isn't he? Yeah. Um, See, so in two universe, in three universes, he's the most important person.
1: That's man. That that's some that's some brilliant writing right there. Um, I do have one final question, if you will permit me, and it right. would be: um, Paramount gives you complete control over a new Trek show movie. Um, you know they, they basically Kevin Feige you as far as Star Trek is concerned. What do you do?
0: I can feel a panic attack coming on already. Good heavens! <laughs> um, yeah, I—I I, I, five minutes ago I was saying I was ready to be a Q. Now I'm struggling with the idea of running a TV franchise. Uh okay. I, I think one thing i would do is stop expanding the universe so much Just stop making so many new trek shows i like what we have but well what's happening with marvel now is we're getting saturated with it there's so much coming out that no one can keep up with all of it and i and i worry that uh, star trek might be heading in the in that kind of direction if we have a Starfleet Academy show and a Section 31 show and everything and everything. Um, And instead, I would say, I I would want Strange New Worlds to be 26 episodes instead of 10. These streaming short 10-episode series, you don't get enough time to really develop a plot. And when you try to have something that's both overarching, arc-driven, and has adventure of the week. There's just not enough time to do justice to both. So yeah, more episodes, um, more, con- more consistency. I think that's the big thing that Star Trek needs right now is not to try to be something for everyone, but to
1: try to be really good at what it's doing. Do you have like a specific, like, it. so, so you're doing the 26 episodes, um, as far as like developing shows or whatnot, are there any that you would say, okay, th- this is what we should focus on, or let's stop mining the prequels and let's do future. Like, do you have any ideas on, on that front?
0: Well, I think section 31, it's, I'm a very dubious about that concept as a show. Uh, so I, I, that that's something I would hesitate about putting together as far as like an era or where to go. Um, I think something in between Enterprise and Strange New Worlds would be an interesting place to explore. There is kind of um, a problem in that, well, it's like I was saying earlier, there's this end of history at the end of Voyager and Enterprise, and there's hundreds of years of peace, which when we get into season three of Discovery, the Federation had to fall apart in order to shake up that status quo. Otherwise, we just have the, they defeat the sphere builders in the 26th century, and there's an Enterprise J and an Enterprise K and an Enterprise L, and those aren't really new adventures, it's just repetition it's it's the Orville. Um the real frontier is is when people are challenged. Yeah you know, is when um it, it, it is when you haven't worked out the Federation is brand new and you have to figure out how to work with all these other people and keep these different species with radically different views cooperative and friendly it, it's um, it, it's it, it, it's it's when you're figuring out things like is this really a human or is this just a box with lights uh, it, it it's not satisfying to be in the 26th century and know all the answers to these questions dramatically speaking See, so, yeah, I, I would go to the early days of the Federation if I had to pick one place to make a new show.
1: I've always wanted to see which apparently Enterprise was going to do. I've always wanted to see the the first Romulan Federation or the Romulan Earth yeah. War, um, and I've always wished that if they we're going to do something and say like the TNG timeframe, but not enterprise based, maybe like the Cardassian war uh, mm-hmm. with O'Brien. Um, if they decided they didn't want to do like a specific like era where there's war or something like that. I could go for a show. That's literally like, that's one thing you mentioned the Orville. That's one thing I appreciate about the Orville is you get all these scenes at like uh, union command. I think is what it's called. Uh, you get all these scenes with all the races like having their little Senate session and sort of like debating stuff. Right. I would love that with the Federa- like a show like that, but with the Federation uh, Council.
0: Yeah, that might be interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how you how it doesn't turn into the West Wing, but it, it, I, I think it, it's a concept that might work. Yeah,
1: it, and And it might have it might have, you know traces of that in it um i think that might be sort of like the trade-off you make but like i would just you know so we have these things that we know happen and we see the results of right such as like uh wolf 359 right i -hmm. would just like to have a show where you see the federation council getting the information yo the captain of the enterprise just got uh assimilated and they're like oh we lost the enterprise no they just took the captain oh man what does this mean you know what i'm saying um Mm -hmm. Or, or or if they did say, okay, we're doing Section 31, okay, I would love it to be based in the time of, say, Deep Space Nine, where you're seeing this debate among them of, like, do we do this uh, morphogenic virus? Um, you know, are, are we are we allowed to do it? Can we do it? No, we can't do it. They said we can't do it. Well, guess what? Sloan just does it himself, which obviously I believe the man that played Sloan has passed away. Um, but, you know, just just stuff like that that we've seen the end result of, but, like, we never saw, like, how this is actually handled in Starfleet. Um, if you did the the West Wingy Star Trek show, so what is it like when Starfleet Command gets reports about this being called a Q? Like, mm-hmm. he seems to be a god almost. Well, he obviously he can't be a god. You know, like... Picard's exaggerating this, you know, well, no, this other captain account, he, he went to D Space Nine, too, and, and they're saying he did this. Like, I just would love to hear the way that's discussed amongst the people back at home that aren't actually experiencing Q making us be uh, Robin Hood. Yeah.
0: yeah, like David Cronenberg's character in Discovery, what does he do with the other 95% of his time? He doesn't just concern himself with being a therapist to Dr. Colbert, you know? So right. what is the sort of stuff that he is dealing with? What is the sort of conversation that he's having with the Federation president? I can see that being a really interesting show.
1: Did they allude to or outright say that he is what is known as Section 31 now? I
0: don't I don't think they did, but they have not revealed an awful lot about his character at all.
1: Okay. I just thought. I thought at one point, I it, thought he, he had might have some. I it, might have missed well, no, I, and I might have just implied it, but I thought he had an interaction with um, Georgio, where she basically was like, "Yeah, I I know who you like. You're 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 31. Like, but I might have just implied that. I thought it was when she did the thing to make the holograms messed up by blinking her eyes. Hmm. I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah,
0: I, I need to watch it again as well. I have not watched Discovery. I have not rewatched Discovery rather. So I, it's entirely possible I missed that.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, And I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, you, you have very fascinating input. I don't know if it's just because you're smart like that or if you're sci-fi writing, I'm sure plays some part into the way you think about stories and characters um but man it's it's been a blast speaking to you about this
0: yeah i've had a lot of fun as well i did this is,
1: this is the first time i've ever
0: been interviewed for a podcast so this is kind of cool
1: oh wow hey hey man hopefully um if well, you know as it stands right now it's sort of just me uh there's other people involved but like one is like a, a rising stand-up comedian, uh, the other is like a rising writer. So like they they usually have like real world type concerns uh to focus on. So as far as the podcast, I'm trying to hold it down, but um I I really would love to hear you and uh Brad, who's another guy that uh I've been doing this with, have a conversation amongst yourselves because both of you have such a depth of Star Trek knowledge. And I thought I was like Mr. Trek. And then I talked to y'all and I'm like, what? Huh? Oh, wait. And so I would just love to hear the two of you talk about Trek. I think that would be very interesting. I
0: would love that. Let's set it up.